Watch, dude. All right. <clears throat> Infamous countdown. Three, two, one. What the fuck is up, everybody? Welcome to the Great Good Podcast. I am one half of your favorite fat duo, Tony. Here with my other half, Mr. Austin, buddy. And joining us, as always, loyal friend and fan, Alex Alcazaz of the Great, or sorry, the Bear of Texas, Alex. Gentlemen. You're the inspiration behind this episode right now. So that's kind of why I wanted you on board. For those of you watching, we're going to be doing another tier ranking list. This one is going to be the films of Steven Spielberg. Now, Austin, when you are ready, pull up that tier list so we can kind of go over what we're doing exactly. Well, first, I should mention that the last episode you did with Happy Madison Productions, you you guys totally... You guys totally nailed it, but I should probably let you guys know. The, you guys are probably wondering why I leave multiple comments. The truth is I comment as I listen. I can't help it. I tend to do the same, actually. I've done that with yours a couple of times. I'll be like two minutes in and I just start saying shit. I'm like, I probably should wait. I can't help it, though. It happens too often. I got to start off by saying Steven Spielberg absolutely one of a kind agreed there's some some movies of his i don't care for but there's a lot of them that i fucking love so i can't wait to get into this there might be some hot takes we'll see how much shit i get into well the first one on the list i don't know are we doing the same thing s tier and all that yeah s through f where there's no burn in hell because Let's be honest, <laughs> there is no really bad Steven Spielberg movie. Some are just better than some are just better than the others, really. Yeah. Some are good. It basically goes like this. It, it, it his range is from okay to to amazing. Steven so imagine, Spielberg is too much of a genius to be to be in a category of bad films. So I'm imagining that F and D will be very sparsely populated this <laughs> this round. Well, uh, let's start down here. Um, the post with old Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks. This is another. This is a fantastic movie. I'm not gonna lie. Have you seen this one, Alex? It's been too long, but I'll. I'm gonna admit though. I, I'm gonna rub a lot of people the wrong way, but I'm gonna be honest. I'm not a fan of Meryl Streep. Hey. Don't but I will say this, my my favorite film that she made is, in fact, The Devil Wears Prada. I do actually I do actually feel that movie is good. Mamma mia. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, Meryl Streep is really good. Um, Tom Hanks is fant- amazing, as always. I'm Sheriff um, Woody. That's, that, that's what I call Tom Hanks. He's Sheriff <laughs> Woody. Um, the post is, sol- is quite solid. Um, it's not his best movie, it's not his worst movie. Next one is this fucking West Side Story? It is okay, good. Well, not a fan. Is that the original one. one or? No, Steven Spielberg did the remake, right? Yeah, this is the remake. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a fan of it. To me, that's like a C or a D, but I'm gonna let you guys kind of see how you feel about it. Well, I saw part of it. I mean. No, I didn't stop because I got bored of it. I just, I, I just stopped. Really, it was on television, so 
I have a love-hate relationship with updated updated films, if you will. So that's kind of why. I feel like more often than not, remakes are just... I, sw- yeah. I swear to God, oh. this guy at my work tries to tries to basically mess with me by saying they're making a Dirty Harry remake. And I, I almost... I basically told... And then when he told me it was a joke, I'm like, dude, you just disrespected Clint Eastwood. You do not do that. But the so, only reason this would ever be acceptable is if Scott Eastwood is Scott Eastwood. Yeah. His son. That's the only way. And it would have to be a direct sequel to the very last one they did. All they have to do is put a little makeup on Scott Eastwood. He'll look the fucking part. Maybe. Clint has to be the director, though. I think Clint Eastwood has to be the director. He may be too old now. Oh, I'm pretty sure he is, yeah. They're still doing shit. He just had had another Oscar nomination um, just recently. He's not done either. He's going to keep going with it. It's his life. It's what yeah. he loves to do. I mean, right. that good. Truth is, you don't, you don't retire from doing what you love to do, especially in that profession. Okay, what's this? Which fuck is this Raiders of Lost Ark? Yeah, it is Raiders. That is S tier, 100%. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. Absolutely. I am one of those guys that I fully believe Raiders is the greatest Indiana Jones movie of them all. I I like the first three. Don't really care for Kingdom of Crystal Skull. And to be honest, dude, I didn't watch the afternoon nap or Dial of Destiny, whatever. Um, I did, but I mean, Dial of Destiny, okay. It's it's not bad. I got I got through I got through it with ease. I'll admit it. I gotta I got ask though, is War of the Worlds in this list, guys? Um, it, is. it is. Because I feel like that's a film that people unfairly shit on. Oh, I agree 100%. We'll get to that when we get there. I have a lot I want to say about that one. All right, good. Gives me two. Okay, Close Encounters on Third Kind. S tier, 100%. Yeah. I was going to say, bro, come on, don't fuck with me. That's, well, hold on. Let me, let me ask you this, Austin. How do you feel about it, honestly? I think it's an amazing movie, but I don't think it's on the same level of how good Raiders is. Well, and here's the thing, too. If we were to, if we were to do a side-by-side, even though they're two completely different films, E.T. is a way, way better alien-type film. Correct. But Close Encounters is like, it is one of those movies that I'll settle on A-tier. Because I wouldn't call it a five-star film, but when I do think of Spielberg, I immediately think of Close Encounters, Raiders, Jurassic Park. But I digress. I, I the, 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 thing with, the thing with S tier, it needs to be a perfect movie to be an S tier. Well, it has to be one that I feel like you would watch at least once a year, at the very least, like one that you'll never give up on. That's the best way to put it. All right. Ready Player One. I didn't really like that one. I'm not gonna lie. That's like a D. It's not. It's not a bad movie. All right. Like, it's stunning. It actually looks good. I love the actors. And, actors. and what people have, what people have to understand in these movie in this list, there is no bad movie on this list. There is no objectively bad film on this list. I mean, there's no such thing as a bad Steven Spielberg film. But there are. This is like. This is like. We're getting a pizza, and you put and you put spinach on it. It's still fucking pizza. 
Oh it's no doubt oh. toward the bottom of the list of like things you want on a pizza. Spinach does not belong on pizza. Same thing with pineapple, unless we're in Hawaii. Nope. But there's there's few things as good as a white sauce, mushroom, and spinach pizza. You can take, and I'm a professional. I'm a professional. Austin, you're driving me crazy, man. You know how many slices of spinach, mushroom, white sauce pizza I sell on a daily basis? I mean, 30? You might as well. Hundreds. Oh, wow. It's you know what? If it's if if it's if it's doing your business well, then all I can say is, well, keep doing keep doing it. Then keep doing it. Next, we got whole Indian, another Indiana Jones. Which one is this, it? This is fucking Crystal Skull. Maybe? That one, dude. I'm sorry, but out of all, people say I'm crazy, but I actually I actually liked it. I really did. Yeah, this is King of the Crystal Skull King. My honest opinion on it, man, is. King there was one thing about the film that made me mad. You know what that is? The, the fact that at the beginning, that that Soviets successfully infiltrated our country and broken into our country's top secret facility, and murdered several. Well, obviously, if they have the disguises, that means they murdered U.S. Marines or U.S. soldiers. Yeah. So for a second, it looked like as if the Soviets were making us look weak. To hell with it, man. My issue man, with... a goddamn American hero. Well, my issue with Killing it, man, Nazi. Killing it's really not a good movie. It's, um, it's my least favorite of all of them. I just, I don't really like it. It's okay. I mean, it's not like a terrible movie. I think that people don't really give this movie credit because it's actually beautifully shot. The acting is good, but... If you're talking like Indiana Jones, this is the least successful of them. In my just my opinion, man, I think this this one is the one that I just I don't own it and I won't watch it. I just I really don't think it's a great movie. I only watch it like if it appears on Netflix or Hulu, then I'll watch it maybe once or twice. Some I, people say I, that Sean Connery should have had an appearance in the film. They they actually tried to. They they asked him, "Would you be willing to briefly come out of retirement?" And he said no, because from what I understand, according to the research, is he found retirement too enjoyable. D tier. That's, I'm sorry. I mean, it's, yeah, it, it's, a, it, it's a good looking film, but it's just not, it's not Kate, a good Kate Blanchett really, she really, she really dominated her role. We got, we got to give, yeah, she, that and uh, Shia LaBeouf really, uh, yeah, his role too. Yeah, I'm, I think it's fair to say it's more, it's a D tier for sure, because it's not, if, like I said, it's an okay film, but if you were to put them, not just with Steven, <coughs> with all the Indiana Jones movies, it's it's definitely the worst of them. I mean, so, because this one, you, you have an aging, you have an aging indie, so. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say D tier for that one, because I'll, I'll give Dial Destiny a better rating, because I thought that one was a little bit better. Okay, next we have fucking... Ah! My computer's having a seizure. Well, speaking of Indiana Jones, I, I've been told that I, I remind... Some people have told me I remind them of a character from that series. You know which character that would be? Which one? It would be Sala, the Egyptian dude. Some some people say I, I, remind, I remind people of, uh, of him. I can see that. 
<laughs> Mike, why? It's like, no, it's not because of your era, Brutes. It's because you're, you're like that loyal friend that really just, you know, doesn't care what the outcome. He's just willing to jump in and save his friend. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was good to see Sala in Dial of Destiny. A little stereotypical that he's a migrant from Egypt and he's driving a cab. Yeah. At least back, at least back then, you made a good, you made a decent living out of it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, for the movie's sake, it's all right, but yeah, I mean, because I guess because Dial of Destiny takes place in the '60s. Well, yeah, when it's a period piece, it's kind of hard to, like my, I've gone on rants about it, but I don't like when they make movies where they want to sugarcoat how things really were because it'll offend people, and I'm like, well, right. good, should offend them. You the know, only, just... only in 1960s New York will, in a in a span of two minutes. You run into a parade that celebrates the moon landing, and then you run into a parade that protests the war in Vietnam. <laughs> 1960s New York for you, right? Especially on a hot summer's day. Right. Um, so this looks like Sugarland Express, maybe, possibly, probably. Chick with a blonde chick with a gun. Um, I'm not going to lie. I've never seen that one either, but I'll let you guys I'm, I'm not. I'm, no, I'm, I've not seen it. It's, a, it's um, unfortunate. Steven Spielberg is, you know, one of my heroes, and... I feel bad when there's a film that he made I didn't see. He's made so many movies, though. There's some that I haven't seen yet. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys have not seen this movie? Well, I, I'm, I'm sure I've seen clips, but I, I've never I've never gone through the whole thing, if that makes sense. So, because, because like some, government. You know, when you have a favorite actor or director, you go on YouTube and you kind of, like, you type out their name and you, you put their best. Like, for Danny DeVito, like, I, I, I went on... Danny DeVito's best acting, and then he, he kind of shows you like something like a like a like a reel, like a film reel of their be, of their best scenes. Right. Well, this movie is about like two criminals that get arrested, and the government like takes their baby and like ships them off to Texas, and these criminals break out and like hunt this child down and steal the kid, and it's a giant cops and robbers. It's awesome. You had to watch this movie. It's awesome. What year? What year was this film made? Oh, like fucking seventy something. Okay, so it it, it must it must have been it must have been uh it must have been one of his first. I mean, we all know Jaws was Steven Spielberg's directorial debut. People say that was the first time he would worked on a film. Like, no, he had been a producer and done all that before. This was that that this is when he was on top. Like, he was fully in charge. Yeah, nineteen seventy four. Yeah, that's an old ass movie. It still stands the test of time, though. It's incredible. You had to watch it. All right, what's next? Next one. Oh, Lincoln. That's actually good. That that's a good film. I mean, yeah. Uh, that scene when he, that that scene when the guys are arguing, he like he like hits the book. He like hits whatever's on the desk, and he, he like he's basically telling them all, telling everybody, shut the hell up. I can't listen to this anymore. And he's giving that lecture, like you know, we need to end this. You know what? what I mean, he he was. I mean, Abraham Lincoln spoke like that. Always used sophisticated words. I mean, that was just the kind of guy that he was. I mean, that's why he's considered one of our best presidents. Not so, not only because he ended slavery, but his speeches, his eloquent style of speaking. I mean, he, if you're going to be a, a good leader, you got to speak eloquently. You got to use those high, sophisticated words. Right. See, I like this movie because of uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Anytime I see him in a movie, man, I just don't recognize him as a person. He's just always that character. And I'd say, arguably, he's the best Abraham Lincoln that we've had on screen. 
There's no doubt because from what I understand, the way he sp- the way Lincoln speaks in that film, from what I understand, that's actually how Lincoln spoke. They actually made it. They actually made it as realistic as possible. They had to make like the way he moved, the way he spoke, the way he react, everything. They made it like it was really Abraham Lincoln. And in, in some films, problem. you have you have to do it like when John Boyd portrayed FDR. Right. Yeah, sometimes you got to take those roles. Certain roles should always be taken seriously, but when you have a specific role like this, you you, you got to go to the god tier mode of being serious. I also love Sally Field. So this one's a little off topic, but um, one of my favorite memes of all time. I got to find it. It's an old one, but it's a Facebook status from Abraham Lincoln, and it says, "My wife is dragging me to this play. Someone please kill me." <laughs> <laughs> Good. All right, next film. What's Can- on the list? Canceled. Schindler's List. That's S tier. That's yep. A. The fact that the, wasn't that film okay? What, what, that film like finished second as like the uh, for the Oscar for the best film of the year. People mm. are still people are still pissed off about that. I mean, I what fucking agree. movie did Schindler's List lose to? I don't even know. I don't know. Because that's. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's an old ass movie, but I will say that is the movie where, because here's the thing, I'd seen it numerous times before when I was younger, but when I got older, I watched it again. And I'm a, I'm a pretty big Liam Neeson fan, but I'm willing to admit he's not a good actor until I saw this film again when I was like 18 or 19. And I was like, holy shit, Liam Neeson is actually more than just an action fucking star. So yeah, he's, he's more like yeah, he he's more yeah. I mean, uh, from the last couple of films, he's he, he's definitely a hero in the, he 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 fits the thriller movie genre. Yeah, like he's he can be a good actor. It just depends on the movie. A lot of the movies he does though are just action flicks. Unfortunately, I still like him though. I mean, I always I always tell dads if you're ever worried about your daughter going to Europe, if something God forbid happens, watch Taken. Liam Neeson will teach you what you need to do. Exactly. <laughs> I mean. That's- that's meant to be a joke, but sometimes some people say, I mean, what Liam Neeson does in that film, I'm like, here's yeah. the deal. You don't mess with Liam Neeson. He's trained so, Jedi. He was Zeus. He trained Batman. You still think kidnapping his family is a good idea? What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> that, that, that's from a meme that I saw. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, I mean, again, he trained Batman. He trained Jedi. He was Zeus. Yeah. Why would anyone want to bother <laughs> mess with that guy? Anyway, in 1993, when Schindler's List was in 93, was it? It was 93. Schindler's List in 1993 was not even nominated for Best Picture. Oh, well, okay. Well, no wonder people are so so pissed off about it. (laughs) Unforgiven, the old Clint Eastwood movie. Oh. So, So Spielberg lost out to my other hero, Clint Eastwood. Say fair because you know what, dude? I love Unforgiven a lot. That's a good fucking movie. I'm a Al Pacino one actor in a leading role. So, oh, which film? Scent of a Woman. Wow, dude, I don't even like that movie. I don't understand that. that uh, this is gonna put me in hot, hot seat, I guess, but I don't think that's a good movie, dude. I really don't, but. That's just my opinion. I just can't get into it. It's just not my cup of tea. My God, Alan Menken won. Yeah, okay. But it's 
it's weird when you see movies like that they don't get anything and they're fucking basically legacy films. I'd say it's fair that even for its time, they kind of already knew the impact it was going to have. This was a pretty big film. I mean, I'm not a fan oh, of Oh, 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 I figured out what I did wrong. Oh, what, what amateur mistake did you make? Schindler's List was in the 95 Oscars, not the 94 Oscars. Oh, good, so I don't feel too bad about talking shit about Son of a Woman. <laughs> okay, let's see. Best. Speaking of Oscars, in a future episode, sure. there's, there's one particular incident at the Oscars that we got to talk about one day. Are you talking about the slap heard around the world? No, no. Actually, this is back in 1973 when, um, excuse me, when, when, uh, when Marlon Brando uh, pro t- uh, boycotted the Oscars. Because Al Pacino didn't get any recognition for Godfather, right? Actually, no, no. It's because he was he was pro because he was protesting the Hollywood's treatment of Native Americans. Again, the yeah. Wow. If you guys don't know about it, you guys should look it up. I know I'm going to get in trouble for it, but to me, that's just woke, but whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, I think, like, in that episode, yeah, we'll definitely get in trouble because of, well, again, like I said, you you, you guys, if you guys don't know about that particular thing, I, I strongly recommend you guys check it out. I mean, obviously, today, they're still trying to destroy John Wayne's legacy. Of course. I mean, okay, yeah, John Wayne said some things he shouldn't have said. Look, Hollywood celebrities do that. Well, look at the date on when he said those things. That'll tell you okay. everything. Anyway, Schindler's that's Shawshank Redemption. That's not Schindler's List. <laughs> Dude, another good film on this one. Schindler's List did not get nominated for Best Picture, even in the correct year. Forrest Gump, that's bullshit. Four Weddings, <laughs> Pulp Fiction, The Quiz Show, and Shawshank Redemption. Dude. And Forrest Gump won. That's my boy. That's fair. That sounds about right. I'm sorry. I got yeah, like the, Schindler's List. Phenomenal the movie. The only Oscar it won was Best Instrumental Composition. Huh. Is the only thing it was nominated for or won. Okay. But the Golden Globes gave it Best Director, Best Motion Picture, Best Screenplay, Best Original Score, Best Performance by an Actor, and best performance of an actor in a supporting role. So it did good then. And the Golden Globes, the Oscars fucking suck. Oh, well, that's right. Oscars- I some people have to remind, yeah, the Oscars and the Golden and the Golden Globes or glo- whatever, it's not the same. No, the right. Oscars have always been shitty too, in my opinion. A lot of people don't even watch the Oscars. It's always been that right. Way. But anyway, right. next film. But anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, but this whole thing with, with the uh, 73 Oscars, uh, I, I would strongly, make, strongly recommend you boys do the research. You'll, you'll, you'll see something interesting. But anyway. Here's one I haven't seen. I don't know if y'all have. War Horse. I haven't seen it either. Nope. Never even heard of it. Okay, see, this is the embarrassing part. I've never even heard of it. E.T. belongs in S tier. S tier. E.T. is such an amazing film. I've seen, you know, in, in 2002, they re- I think they, re- they released the remastered. Yeah, and I have it. I own it. That's yeah. That's and it. I've seen both. I've seen the original, and I've seen the remaster. I love them both, but we know the saying: you can't beat a classic. So obviously, I prefer the the original one. 
Me too. And we all know I, that the little the little girl in that film is Drew Barrymore. Yep. And I think the girl's the, name is Gertie, Gertie or some Gertie or something like that. The right. craziest part of all of this is that ET made an entire candy exist. <laughs> I gotta ask you guys: Did you guys cry the first time you seen that film? I, I did. I was six years old when I saw it. I mean, I mean, seeing E.T. tell Elliot, I'll be right here. I mean, man. Right. No, it's a film that I think everybody saw as a child. It's definitely one of those that's a major childhood. It doesn't matter what generation you're from. I think even today it still stands the test of time. That's a phenomenal movie. It is 100% asked here. What do we have next? Um, the Tom Cruise movie. Oh, Minority Report. Yeah. That one's that one's at least a B because that is a very good film. I know people don't like Tom Hanks, but I mean I don't know how you guys feel about it. I love the story. I'm a big fan of the book that it's based off of by Philip K. Dick. Great story. I I tell which people which film is this? Hmm? Which film is this? Minority Report with Tom Hanks. Uh there's a TV show, Minority Report too. Is that Tom Hanks? Like, ass, right? One yeah. of these, <laughs> that looks to be like Tom Cruise. If I'm, if I'm seeing it right. That is Tom Cruise, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, but Tom Hanks is in it, too. Yeah, and Tom Hanks is actually really good in it, too. I feel like people shit on Tom Hanks, dude. I really do. I think he's... No, he's the oh, greatest I'm actor ever. Well, again, Tom everybody. Hanks is a big... Is a very important part of our childhood because he's Sheriff Woody. And then, of course, uh, into our early adult years, he became uh, Captain Phillips. I mean, Captain I Phillips, I feel like is Tom, maybe Tom Hanks' is most his most underrated performance. Wait, hold on. Are we talking about Tom Hanks or Tom Cruise? Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks was in my... oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, Tom. Well, Tom Cruise was important because I, I love. It. Well, here's another series we should talk about one day: the Mission Impossible series. I, think I hate should. those movies. I hate them all. I hate them so much. The fire. We'll do. We'll do that. I'll, we'll get into that. That's what a show. Oh my about goodness! How awesome. trash. Every single one of those movies is. All right, next movie, next movie. <laughs> this the color purple. This is amazing. Yep. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. It's been a while, I, though, but, I, but uh, yeah, I do like it. It's a sad one, in my opinion. Yeah, the color purple is exquisite. It's great. If you haven't seen it, sit down and watch it. Um, again, he's like... Steven Spielberg is like a thousand years old, still putting out the best movie of the year. So it's like, is there any question at this point how how fantastic and amazing Spielberg is? The guy uh, to say that he's a legend, it's not even enough. Right? Could you imagine if for a, if for a school project, like imagine if he was if he had retired from directing. In the early 2000s, he took a job as a, you know, as a film professor at the University of Southern California. Could you imagine how heartbreaking it would be? Like, if you, if you think you did a good job on your video, but he nicely says, well, that might, I mean, again, this guy's a legend. So, it'd be hard, I mean, I, I can't imagine. Because, again, he, th that dude was rejected from that school, like, what, three times? Huh. I mean, he went, he went through the pain, too. Right. Next one is Munich. I think it's pretty good. Munich. Remind me. That's the that one where at the Olympics they kill a bunch of Israelis and oh, the government right. hires a hitman to start like systematically taking out people that kill people. 
That was a pretty decent one. I enjoyed it. I'd say C here for sure. Yeah, that was the 72 Olympics, right? Or the 76? Oh, great question. I know it was in the 70s. I got my 72, eye on 72, yep. 72. Yep, 72, okay. So I got Next, my eye on one. The best Steven Spielberg movie. Did you say the best? Yep. Bold. That's a bold statement. But, I mean, I love Steven it. Steven Spielberg, he didn't, he didn't direct Rest of the Movie, did he? I, 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 I lied. It's not the um, best. He was the, it's the second best. I was going to say, bro, um, I'm waiting for mine to get called up because uh, I do like Jurassic Park. It's in my top five, but. He did not direct it. Nope. My um, my personal, I think, in my opinion, his best is definitely Jaws, but that's also because it's one of my personal favorites. But we'll Jurassic get to. Park is legendary. I mean, I'm a sucker. I like all of them. None of them are as good as the first one, but. I say the first one is 100% amazing. That definitely made my childhood. What do we got next? And I'm begging for them not to cancel this Jurassic Park remake with Sam Raimi. I'm begging them not to cancel it. Well, I think Spielberg only directed the first two, right? Yeah, this one in Lost World, the rest are on him. Which were both yeah. amazing, but you know, I often get buried for this one. I think the third one, too, is good. The third one was directed by Joe Dante, and I do yeah. like that one. It probably would have been better if Steven Spielberg had directed it. And I wonder why Steven Spielberg didn't direct it. Maybe maybe it was other commitments. Maybe he just decided not to. I don't know. Well, the story is Joe Dante approached him about doing the sequel. And Steven Spielberg said, well, hold on. I kind of have an idea for a sequel I got to get with Michael Crichton, who was thinking about writing the novel but hadn't done it yet. And he told Dante that if I can get the sequel greenlit, I will let you take the reign for the third one. And he kept his promise. Okay, so I, so I guess Spielberg kind of basically said, well, you know what, maybe, why not let somebody else do it? I mean, you know, because Spielberg is a great guy. Yeah, he is. He's one of the greatest. You know. Hey, next. AI. Now, I can't stand this movie, not because of the movie, but because, because of this fucking piece of shit movie, we got Kathleen Kennedy's bitch ass. And if I could wipe away this movie from the face of the earth and also wipe away Kathleen Kennedy, deal. This movie is why we lost Star Wars. This movie is why Star Wars sucks. I'm going to be honest. That movie is not, yeah, I'm not a fan of it, dude. I think it's, dude, I hate to say it, but I think it's a garbage show. The, the thing is, it should be so fucking good because it's Stanley Kubrick and Steven Spielberg. And it, it don't meet expectations. Yeah, it misses the mark, dude. That's a. I just don't care for that movie. Plus, it ruined Star Wars. Fuck that bitch. Yeah, I mean, you're, I mean, you're, you're looking. You're looking at an ultimate Star Wars nerd. I mean, you guys should see the all the Star Wars toys and Legos that I have. Yeah, I'm an ultimate nerd. Yeah. I mean, so when something says they ruined Star Wars, how dare you? But but Austin's not right. wrong. No, I agree. Uh, the the, ori the original trilogy right. are still good. I get shit on for this, but I feel like Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones are actually not as bad as everybody likes to exaggerate that they are. What's the next one? Is that Ten Ten? That's Ten Ten. That is actually this was actually a very very important me film for me personally because I'm French American and Ten Ten. They used to be the TV show, and I've seen all the episodes many times. I still try to watch them if I can find them on YouTube. But Ten Ten's been an important part of my life since I was a little kid. 
I'd say it's about. Mm, I, I, I put it at it. Uh, I'll be honest. I think a B is actually realistic because this is okay. Based on this film, this was based off several books because I, I did read the books right. too. And a little comic strip. Yeah. And a, yeah. Yeah. A comic strip think- series. Yeah. So this was based off probably at least two, which would be Rec Rackham's Treasure and The Treasure of the Unicorn, those, those books. It might have it might have had a little bit of something in the third. So, my issue with it is it's just a silly film, but I mean it's it's fun for the kids. So it's not a bad movie. I just well for me, I, I think for me it's a different perspective. Because again, I I loved uh, watching the episodes as a kid. I had the books, so it has sentimental value to you in a, in a sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because that's the terminal I see. That's terminal. That I, I love. Ter- is it? Is it? I love this movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Is it the same level as Raiders and E.T.? I'd say (laughs) yes, because it's a phenomenally done film. Yeah. It's pretty damn good. When I think Spielberg, these films we have in S tier, this one included, I think of these movies. God, I love Terminal. That's a phenomenal one. No, it's for his goat. goat. It's for his goat. Oh, He's mad as Mr. What's that one? What's that one? The Goonies. Ah, oh yeah, that, that's got to go on top. Hey, yeah, was gonna... wasn't wasn't there an actor guys. named Robert Davi? Was it Robert Davi in that film? I couldn't tell you. I just know Robert, that Brolin. Was for those of you that don't know, Robert Robert Davi. First of all, am I even saying the guy's name? Okay, see, if I'm if I'm mispronouncing the guy's name, yep, yeah, yeah, Robert Davi. He was also the James Bond villain in, in the 1989 James Bond, Licensed to Kill. There we go. Of, cor- of course, he's, he's one of the rare Hollywood celebrities that is outspoken in support of conservative politics. Super rare, because you get os- ostracized if you say anything that's free. Well, Robert Davi doesn't give a damn, so we got to applaud him. The fact that he's standing up for his rights, standing up to the left dictatorship that we are stuck in, unfortunately. He was also the voice of Spec Ops leader in Halo 2. <laughs> oh, Robert Dobby had a voice in Halo 2? And, and I'm not, how the hell did I not even notice that? Well, and to, Halo well, 3. Well, to be fair, it, it's, been, it's been over 15 years since I played the game. So maybe yeah. I knew at the point. Maybe I just forgot. He but was still. in Halo 2, Halo, and Halo 3. Crazy. Cops and uh, Robertsons. <laughs> all right, what's the next one? What a name. Uh, next, Lost World. Wait, he was in Die Hard. Wait, Robert Dobby was in Die Hard, I mean, too? Lost World is B tier because it is a pretty good movie, but it's it doesn't live up to the hype of the first one, but it's no. not it's not nearly as bad as the rest of them. Because like I said, I enjoy all of them, but this one's probably the only good sequel, but to me it's a B because it very much represents campy b-rated creature feature so i think it's fair to put it at a b i like the way the film started too like you you have that rich family uh like having a picnic at, at isla sorna's beach and then the little girl you know comes comes across a baby dinosaur and then there's like oh. several of them i see I, I used to think as a kid that the girl was eaten alive that's why the mom screamed but as an adult i learned that no she was actually she actually survived i was like what so all these years, I thought that she was eaten alive, and that's why the mom was screaming. 
But then again, I mean, if if a five-year-old us was playing with a baby dinosaur, our moms would have done the same thing, right? Even if we survived. <laughs> My uh, issue, see, remember, kids, uh, stay next to mommy, right? My issue with that film, though, is that I think they, and I know they're going off the book, but I think they, um, I'm a Jeff Goldblum fan for sure, but I think that them not going with Sam Neill the second time around was a big mistake. Yeah, I agree, but you know what? Hey, you know what? Vince Vaughn, Vince Vaughn did a great job in that in this film. Oh yeah, Vince Vaughn. Played, I think he played well, a, a, a photojournalist, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and then, of He's course a- there was Julianne Moore, who was a uh, Sarah. I forgot the last name of the character, but yeah. Right. All right. Two, what's the next the, one? The two t- angry T Rex parents. Hmm. Bridge of Spies. I have never seen it, but I've heard good things about it. Same. It's fantastic. It's really, really good. Is it who 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 is that? Who is that? Is that is that Arnold? It's Tom, Tom Hanks. Oh, it's Tom Hanks, of course. Tom Hanks. What's yeah, the name of this film? Bridge of Spies. Tom Bridge Hanks is like an American um, spy trying to negotiate the release of a bunch of American spies from the Soviet Union. And, and this, like, film, this film, okay, this film is only about eight years, is only like nine years old. I would have figured this is a film from the 80s or 90s. And half this movie is like this cool standoff over a bridge between the Soviets and, the, and like the CIA. They're like trying to negotiate and get um, people back. They have been, um, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's really, really good. Okay, this I film looks good. This, this film's on my list. I need, I need to see it. Yeah, I know it's a more recent film. I haven't seen it oh, yet, but I'll it, 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 well, it, it, it actually made money. It was on a forty million dollar budget, and it made one hundred sixty five and a half million on in the box office. And there you go. So, here comes the film that I wanted to talk about just briefly. But to me, this is at least an A because I know people love to shit on it because of the way it's done, the way it looks, and I know people don't like Tom Cruise. But what they fail to understand is that. This movie had a lot riding on it because we had had adaptions of War of the Worlds. And for those of you that don't know, when they first did an adaption of War of the Worlds, it was back when there were what you would call radio serials. So you could listen to these shows on the radio, kind of like plays. And people missed the part where it's just a play. So they were listening to this and they thought this was real. They thought there was an alien invasion. So fast forward, we get a movie in the 80s, I believe, that was pretty decent, but... We hadn't had anything that could touch what had happened in the early days with the whole radio serial issue. So this one comes out, and arguably it's a thriller. It's actually got some pretty creepy moments in it. It, do- I- it does. Like well, I know that's people- like basically when uh, when when Cruz's character and, and his daughter are stuck in that house with that uh, former ambulance driver who that eventually suffered that mental breakdown. Tim, yeah, that's, that, that that was psycho. That was a psychological lesson. That when something like that happens, at first you're calm, but when you right. see something like holy, like you lose your mind. And and this film actually, this film made a hell of a lot of money. I mean, it made it made six hundred and four million on a one hundred thirty two million dollar budget. I mean, it, it made move. It, it made it made money. Well, if you and, take a step back from Tom Cruise and the way it was shot, it's actually a good movie. Like I, I said. It, yeah, and Dakota, Dakota Fan. I mean, I'm telling you, Dakota Fanning, for for a ten year old for a ten year old child actress. I mean, she just, man. Well, it's an intense film. It is very, very uncomfortable, especially the you know the scene you mentioned where Tim Robbins is in there with a a guest starring role, if you will. 
it's an intense film. I love my favorite scene is probably the very beginning when we see the machines come out from the ground and they make that fucking loud ass siren horn. I know. It's a good movie. And that guy feel that guy filming is the first one to get zapped. Right. Yeah, I think the I think that yeah, the alien said, "Hey, no filming." <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, there's a, okay. There's, uh, I, I gotta say this. There's a super hilarious scene in that film when Tom Cruise's character tells the, the his mechanic friend try changing the solenoid, and then that mechanic goes like, oh, "Okay." I, I, he, he turns around to his employee, like, "Well, I told you that the solenoid." <laughs> like it tells him the starter's fried eggs like all of them like, look at this yeah with the New York accent I thought that was pretty funny <laughs> well next we got John Belushi 1941 the funny John a Belushi rare, yeah, one of the blues brothers comedy. One, one of the one of the blues brothers I'm not gonna lie I have not seen that one before it's on my it's on my radar but I haven't even bothered. This is yeah, like John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. Okay, Blues Brothers. Well, see, Jude, John Belushi. I mean, he didn't he he tragically died at a young age, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, there's that story. Yeah, there's that story. Uh, that Chateau de Marmont, that hotel in Hollywood. Well, I, no, wait, well, I don't know if it, well that's where. Well, I believe that's where he died. And there was a story about how his ghost haunts the room, and then one time a, a family was staying there. The little boy all of a sudden was laughing, and there was nobody there. But he tells he was tells mom that the funny man they researched like yeah that it's the ghost of John Belushi. Again, guys, I'm actually a paranormal enthusiast. I as silly as it sounds, I do believe that there are ghosts, spirits, whatever apparitions that do lurk around. People say I'm just out of my mind, but no, I I know it's true. There are demons, whatever. There are ghosts out there, and I know that around Hollywood, whatever, there are there are ghosts of deceased celebrities. Well, it's off topic, but I'm a believer myself just because I've experienced shit. So oh, you know what, Tony? More topics for us on this show, brother. Yep, exactly. The show is on the road, guys, and we're only gonna take it higher and higher, baby. And now we're at Saving Private Ryan, according to Mr. Steven Spielberg's actual best movie. I'm gonna get in hot water. I don't think it's that good of a movie. <laughs> I'm gonna strangle you alive. I love it, but it's not. It's that. not only the greatest war movie ever, ever, <laughs> ever. It has the single most authentic and real and heartbreaking and teeth shattering um, scene in any war movie ever. The opening of Saving Private Ryan is about a minute and 45 seconds of pure cinematic perfection. I'm willing to respect the legacy. I mean, I 100% agree that it's a great film. 100% five-star, Oscar-worthy. It is a good film. Vin Diesel's and, in it. I just Paul Giamatti. Oh, Brian Cranston's in it too. I did not know that. Oh, it's a assembled cast. You got you got the you know the daddy from Malcolm in the Middle was in it. Oh, got Vin Diesel in it too. <laughs> of course, Breaking Bad. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan is ranked as the second, best, third best. Um, uh, Steven Spielberg movie, according to Rotten Tomatoes, apparently. Uh, do you really do, do? Do you really trust Rotten Tomatoes? The are, we, one, are we supposed to? The number one um movie on Rotten Tomatoes is ET with a ninety nine percent approval rating. Oh, oh. 
All right. Next one. Next is the BFG. I have not seen it. Not seen it. It's based on a Roald Dahl book. <laughs> it seems that – so, also I got to ask you, if it goes on the haven't seen it yet, that means none of us have seen it, right? Correct. None of us have seen it. All right, Raleigh. All right, so, next one. What happened is this movie came out shortly after they, um, the stupid Wonka movies with um, fucking Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh. The King yeah. of the Shitted Sheets. It's an, I don't really like that one. I watched it and said, no, I'm not watching any more. I'm not watching any more movies on Raw Doll books. This movie came out. I said, no, I'm sticking to my guns. Not watching any Raw Doll book movies anymore. Well, yeah, I knew it was a. Except, like, except for, uh, well, there is one particular film. I mean, Danny DeVito directed it, actually. He was in the lead role and he directed it. Wait a minute. Yeah, which fucking Indiana yeah. Jones is this? A fucking hundred of them. Which one is this? I'm trying to look to see. I got all the pictures saved here. Another Indiana Jones, and I can't tell which one this is. Is this the? Uh, um, it's obviously one from the eighties. Yeah, it's Temple of Doom. Yeah, that's got to be. Temple it is of Temple Doom. of Doom. Yes, 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 yes. That one's uh, a tear, in my opinion. It's pretty good. I love it. Like I said, I love the first three. Which is an extremely solid movie. Oh yeah, not a, not an S tier, but it's it's close. A tier for sure. Always, always, always. Always is the next one, boys and girls. I have not seen that one. Good, because it sucks. <laughs> so we could just put it on never seen it. Thanks. I have, Alex, have you seen it? Which one? Always. Nope. I'm gonna trust Austin. It's got Richard Dreyfus in it. That's all you need to know. Oh, that's Hooper. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Um, it's got John Goodman. I love John Goodman, but like, I think this was one of his first ones. It's fine, but compared to like all these other movies, it's not. It's not it. It's just not it. I think I'll skip that one then. All right, now we have another Indiana Jones. Now, this one should be, theoretically, is this Last Crusade? It is Last Crusade. Yeah. A. I believe that's, this is the one that Sean Connery was a part of. Correct. Oh, you're going to put it in B? That's an A tier. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have, you have James Bond. and Indi- <laughs> You have a James Get Bond out. and Han Solo. Yeah, you, know, you, know you know what joke I used to tell? What's that? What, what if? Indiana Jones was all a dream while Han Solo was frozen in carbonite. Or what if that was a dream within a dream and he's actually the Blade Runner that finds out that he's an android. What if he's a dream of a dream of a guy with Alzheimer's who sits in a uh, um, fucking retirement community and just eats more of his unpopular opinion i know everyone likes han solo and indiana jones i love them too but i was always more of a blade runner guy that's my harrison ford but oh so alex you break the tie b or a 
Well, this is the one with Sean Connery. Uh, it's got to go A. It, it's a it's a phenomenal movie. Because I Sean Connery movie. really like you know at, at at that point of his career, I, I think you know uh, a few years later he was in uh, the Hunt for Red October. Or so Sean Connery was still able to handle prominent roles, even though it was not the lead role. But I still believe he was in a prominent position. He still took lead roles moving forward, but. See, see, I'll never forget in the opening scene, you know, when he tells his son to count and he tells him to count in Greek or something like that. Junior? <laughs> he calls his son Junior. <laughs> the next one is S2. That's, that's the one that's my dun, 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 first in Steven Spielberg's best film ever. But I know that there's a lot of people that think otherwise. But for me, it's an S tier because that movie... Yeah, I don't scared the shit out of me, but it's the movie that kind That's of. That's why scared of the ocean. Yes. <laughs> well, there's some interesting, there's some interesting facts about this film. Number one, in the book, it's actually Hooper who dies, not Quint. At least I believe. Well, and interestingly is- enough, this movie was very very hard to make, not because Steven this was Steven Spielberg's first, this was his directorial debut, but a. They had issues with the, sh- with the with the robots they were using, using for the shark, and, and I think they had so many problems that I think the film was like what six months behind schedule or something like that. Yeah, I mean I'm su- I'm surprised that you know okay I- I'm gonna double check this but I'm surprised that it was behind schedule that they even pulled the plug. Okay, so yeah, it is based on okay yeah, obviously it's based on a novel, but and as I said, if I'm correct, I believe it's it's actually Hooper who dies, not Quint. And actually, believe it or not, they say that Robert Shaw, who played Quint, didn't allegedly did not get along with Richard Dreyfus. So I believe, yeah. like you see the tensions between the characters, they say that that was actually all for, that was actually for real. Hmm. And, and, you know, awesome. and John, okay, and John Williams, of course, composed the soundtrack. Of course, he did. I'm gonna say something that's gonna get a lot of uh, a gasp and hate and disdain, but I have never sat down and watched the entirety of Jaws in continuity. I've watched like an hour here, 30 minutes here, half an hour there. That's a great movie, man. That movie opened up oh, my love for features. It's amazing. All right. Next film. That's the Twilight Zone. S, that one's S tier for sure. I know people shit on it, but dude, it's a pretty good fucking movie for what it's worth. I thought, yes, some of it could have been done better. Some of the stories were presented in a weird way. A lot of rich history behind it, but. <laughs> yep, uh, I was right. Yeah, Jaws did go 100 days over schedule because the, the budget went from three and a half, went, went to three and a half, four million to up to nine million. So I think it's because there was, there was, there was another one of those. Uh, Screen Actors Guild strikes during that time? Of course. So here's sorry, why. Sorry, I had to make sure I was, you know, I was correct about it, but... Here's why The Twilight Zone is not an A an S. It's an A, but it's not an S. This movie has giant gaps in it that are legitimately boring. That's fair. Like, there's one story, kick the can, that I don't care for. And we're putting movies in S tier. They have to be perfect. 
Yeah, I guess that's true. All right, next one. Also, I don't think Twilight Zone's better than Lincoln. Yeah, I guess I can agree with that to a certain degree. What's that one? Oh, uh, Alley. Freaking. Yeah, these last, yeah, these last films that we're on, I mean, the, the yeah, the posters don't look, uh, they don't look familiar. This is Empire of the Sun, I believe. World War II film? Yeah, um, never... So it's it's um like a guy's living in China during World War II, and like the Japanese invade China and like murder a bunch of people. It's kind of like insane, but really good. I think it's probably one of the most underrated Steven Spielberg movies. Yeah, I'll have to check that out then. Uh, well, it's a film, nineteen eighty-seven. Christian, oh well, Christian Bale was in it. Oh, Ben Still, Ben Stiller, wow, John Malkovich. Let's see who else was in it? Oh, not, nobody else. Uh, looks I'll familiar. Have to but... see it. I've never. Yeah, it's mm. fantastic. It's about like POW camp. Film, film did make. Film did make money. Next. All right. The Muppets! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Can we get a Steven Spielberg Muppet movie, please? Jesus. Uh, that, okay. Well, I mean, no. I don't know. I was about to ask, does, does, does comedy, uh, does that fit Steven Spielberg's style? Well, I didn't, I didn't necessarily like 1941, so... What is, is that Poltergeist movie? I think that's Poltergeist. He didn't direct Poltergeist. I don't think that's Poltergeist, is it? Kind of looks like it, but I can't tell. It My is Pol like um, Poltergeist. And well, he wrote, has it. He, um, he wrote and produced it, but he did not direct it. So get it out of here. Well, legend has it he... He took over a lot of the direct director duties, even though it was supposed to be for Toby Hooper. But I wouldn't consider it part of this list. I will say, though, if you've never seen it, get your ass out there and get it. That is an S-tier film. All right, next one. Hook. Oh, I give that a C. <laughs> it's not that bad of a movie. I love it. Robin Williams, man. That's I love this fucking... movie. But is it... It's probably, yeah. like, bottom five, but I love it. Yeah, I love it's a silly film, man. It's it's not good at all, but it's it's pretty fun. Now that other one, Catch Me If You Can, that's A tier. That is a good that's movie. incredible. Yes, I love that movie. Dude, the the, 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 the chemistry okay. between DiCaprio and Hanks is just like fucking. DiCaprio, perfect. Hanks, Christopher Walken, Martin Sheen. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right, what's next? Last one is Armada or Armistad. I've never seen that one either, but I've I know all about it. <coughs> See, I like I like how you say that. Not seen it, but you know all about it. Well, it's one of the most talked about films. It's yeah, super controversial. Exactly. I know there's a joke that's made about it in a scary movie when what's their name? Um Brenda and then one of the Wayne's brothers, they're going to see it and they see the trailer and 
dude gets up on the ship and he's like, I'm king of the world. And this fucking dude with a whip just whips him really hard and goes, get your ass back down here, boy. <laughs> and it cuts him, I'm a stud too. <laughs> oh, uh, God, scary, scary movie, man. I'm telling you, you know, Le- uh, Leslie Nielsen, who played the American president, I'm telling you, that scene in Scary Movie 4 at the United Nations. Wait. Was he in four, or are you talking about the third one with all the aliens? He was in three and four, yeah. He was, he was yeah. Leslie Nielsen, I yeah. For that much. I know they're yeah, really well, cool. if, if you look it up, yeah. Uh, I mean, Austin, you, you saw Scary Movie 4, right? I've seen all of them a long time ago. I watched them yeah. all once. But Except the first Scary Movie 4. Like, well, first of all, there's, there's that story how they, they kind of do this thing similar to 9-11, how he, he's in a school listening to a child read a story. Uh but but that particular scene when he's 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 addressing the United Nations, he gets hit by the ray gun and then his clothes disappear. He's like literally walking around butt naked. I love the one when they're showing the clip about how they're making fun of the ring and signs, and it's Jeremy Pippen who's the anchor. He's like, "We're gonna watch this clip," and then he, they show it. And he's like, "One thing is for certain, we are all going to be killed." Let's watch that clip again. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, I watched all the scary movies once, except the first one I watch all the time. I still quote, take my hand, it's my strong hand. I quote that on a weekly basis. Are you me? Are you with Stomp? I mean, the 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 first one, uh, man, our truck is really high. The screen, I think, yeah, it makes fun of the screen, the scream, if I'm correct. It makes fun of Scream, and I know what you did last summer, and a couple of other films. But yeah, 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 Shannon Elizabeth is in that film too. I enjoyed the second and third one, but yeah, I didn't care for the fourth or fifth one that much. The fourth one, I feel what the fourth one was fine. The fifth one's just really cheesy and poorly made, but there is one scene that's funny. It's Mac Miller and Snoop Dogg there in the woods, and he's like, "Oh shit, dude, that's that cabin. It looks like that one from that movie, The Cabin in the Woods." And he's like, yeah, he's like, what movie? What movie? He was in the, oh, the one with the cabin in the woods. Yeah, cabin in the woods. No, 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 no. <laughs> so and, and, and Sean, <laughs> Sean Wayans in scary, in scary Movie 1, just so hilarious. <laughs> I, Hello, <laughs> shorty. <laughs> and he's like, what are you, what's that? <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, he's like, he's smoking a dope. I mean, he's like high, his character's high the entire time. Oh, yeah. So here's, here is the problem we have with the list right now. There are too many S-tier movies on this list. I don't know, man. He's made some S-tier quality. I there mean, are... The fact that two of his biggest classics, Jaws and E.T., I mean, that fits, along with Jurassic Park. Yeah, so for sure, have to be S-tier. Yeah, those, Jaws, yeah, those, those, e. those three... Saving Private Ryan. That's no-brainer. All have to for sure be S tier. Okay, I'll settle on the terminal being A. And and maybe maybe fuck, this is gonna piss a lot of people off. I think the Goonies is A, because it's a feel-good kids movie, but it doesn't touch the way that ET does. Yes, it's a classic film, but I mean, let's be honest, is it actually a good film when you really look at it? And From- now, hear me out. Looking at all these movies, 
is War of the Worlds really as good of a movie as The Goonies, Terminal, and Catch Me If You Can? I believe so, yes. The only reason I think it gets shit on is because it's a sci-fi film, not a serious drama. Well, War of the Worlds, yeah, yeah, War of the Worlds, yeah, it's definitely a sci-fi, and it's got some drama in it because it involves, you know, it's, it involves family issues because Tom Cruise's character is a divorced father, his, his son, his teenage son pretty much hates him, and, and he's, and his daughter still loves him, but, you know, there's the, yeah, you know, well, you know, because there's family, there's family drama, so that, that puts in the drama part, but it's also a thriller because, you know, Tom Cruise and, you know, and Dakota Fanning get in those situations, and they just, they just somehow find a way out, it's, well, especially the act- how they survive that plane crashing in the neighborhood. Yeah, like, the acting is really, really good for what it's worth. I think the only thing that holds it back is it is a, it is a poorly shot film, like, the production on it, it's terrible. So, fuck. I guess yeah, I, I feel should. like yeah. I feel like Steven Spielberg was basically he dealt, he dealt with what it was dealt with him, and he made it good. Definitely yeah. top of B tier. I think sure. Spielberg was like, "F this. I'm not gonna complain. I know I'm good at what I do. Everybody knows I'm good at what I do. They want they want to disadvantage me. Well, it's not gonna work. I'm gonna make something out of it." And he did. Again, right. on a 130. Two and a half million dollar budget. The film made over six hundred million. It made money. So yeah. if people want to say it's a horrible film, well, if it's such a horrible film, how did it make so much money? Now I have been asked multiple times to, within each of these bars, make sure we have the, to rank them inside the bar. So let's yeah. cash this out real quick. Et is the best. Probably deserves the top spot. In S that's, that's fair. And then probably... <coughs> yeah, there we go. That's perfect. That, that's that's about like what we're thinking right here. Any objections I, to the S tier? E.T., Saving Private Ryan, Jaws, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, and Raiders? No, I think that's, I think that's pretty fair. So, A, a ter- oh, God, Terminal or Goonies? Yeah, we'll go that. And then <laughs> Lincoln's probably better than Twilight Zone. Right. And then the color purple is like here. Yeah. So Goonies, Terminal, Cash If You Can, Lincoln, Twilight Zone, Close Encounters, Indiana Jones, freaking yeah. color purple. Yeah, yeah. See, I have no experience with the Twilight Zone other than the fact that I rode the ride at, at, at Disney, which is the Tower of Terror. That's, the, well, <laughs> that's the only thing, yeah, thing remotely close, but I, I digress. That, 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 that's one of those movies that you, ever, that you have to watch to get. All right, well, I'd say this is a pretty fair tier ranking. What do you guys think? Yeah. Okay, well, shit. There you guys have it. That would be our tier list ranking, if you will, of Steven Spielberg's films, all of them to be exact. And if you've uh, seen War Horse, BFG, or Armistad, let us know what goddamn section it should be in. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, fellas, we have hit the end of the road. But before we close out, I'd like to give this time to Alex to plug his info for everyone that's watching. Well, you can find my shows anywhere you get your podcasts, but if you love real football, but unfortunately we call it soccer in this country, 
My show is Into the Net FC, and it is indeed a well-educated and passionate football talk show along with ringside chaos in terms of professional wrestling. And of course, for those of you out there that do not like the Dallas Cowboys and are looking looking for a show that actually takes, well, some sort of pride in being being critical and burying the team, well, my show, Cowboys Talk, is the show for you because... Austin is going to be a regular, and much like me, when it comes to dealing with Cowboys Nation, well, we don't give a shit if we hurt your feelings. So if the team sucks, we're going to say they suck. If you don't like it, well, too bad. The truth hurts. And they're available exactly. anywhere you get your podcasts. How about them, Cowboys? Thanks, guys, for watching. They coordinator, so, I mean, yeah. man, that's somewhat Tyrus. a step in the right direction, but we all know what happens at the end. <laughs> Tyrus is a defensive coordinator, or Tyrus is a free agent. Good luck, everybody. Yeah. Well, down. thanks, guys, for watching. If you like what you saw here and you want to check out more, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as YouTube and Rumble. That's at The Great Girth Podcast. Check us out on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, pretty much everywhere. Thanks again, Alex, for joining us. And Austin, buddy, I will see you on the next one. See you guys. Adios. See you later, everybody.